The Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. Well, you would have seen on the news, everyone would have seen on the news yesterday, the lines out the front of Centrelink. Yeah. Uh, I saw Centrelink. it at Fortitude Valley, Kip. Never seen yeah. anything like that before. And they reckon that, you know, so many of those people have never applied for public assistance before. Mm. So there's yep. a lot of confusion out there. There's a lot of fear out there mm. at the moment. And Amy McVeigh is the CEO of QCOS, and she's probably the best person we can get on to explain what is happening for people out there who are looking for assistance. Hello, Amy. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for that very awkward introduction. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, we did the best we could. You're we welcome. did the best we could. So can you put it into layman terms? Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening to us right now who don't know what to do or how to go about things. Uh, what are they eligible for and, and, and how should they go about it? Sure. So... Obviously, you know, there's lots of people um, doing it tough right now. And I think you're right when you said a lot of people, there's a lot of fear. Um, people are losing jobs and many people um, are looking down um, the track thinking that they're going to be losing jobs. I think the really reassuring thing is that the government has said that they're going to top up um, those job seeker allowances and other Centrelink payments by another $550 a fortnight, um, which will mean um, that people um, on um, unemployment benefits will be more able to, you know, pay for the basic things like their rent and food for their family. You're right, um, there will be um, lots of people accessing unemployment payments for the first time, um, losing jobs through no fault of their own um, and having to rely on Centrelink for the first time in their lives. So Um, so it's a very confusing and difficult time for people. How quickly, if you've just lost your job, how Mm. quickly do you get access to payment? Well, um, yeah, as you referenced the huge lines outside Centrelink, um, you know, it it was only announced on the weekend and so... um, you know, Centrelink's doing their best to try and meet the demand um, that's there. There were some problems yesterday with the MyGov app um, and people felt, thought they had to go um, physically into the Centrelink office. Um, what people should understand is that if they already receive the payment, they don't need to register. Um, they will automatically receive the additional payments. If they're oh. registering for the first time, Um, you can actually register an intent to claim. So um, you can do that by phone. I believe you can also do that online. Um, And you will then be back paid to the date that you registered your intent to claim. So, um, you know, people um, have to be patient. Unfortunately, there's a huge demand on Centrelink. They're doing their best to meet the demand. Um, They're recruiting additional staff. Um, and they are doing their best to meet the demand. But what people need to know is they will be back paid um, to the date that they registered their intent to claim. And just the, the reason for those lines, is that because uh, Centrelink is understaffed at the moment because you have to comply with the social distancing rules and, uh, mm. and, and all the rest of it? I think it's more explained by the fact that there's just a huge spike in demand um, due to... Um, uh, rising rates of unemployment and also yesterday there was issues with the um, MyGov app which meant that people had um, difficulty um, registering online um, and my understanding is that those issues have either been resolved or are being resolved um, and so hopefully um, as more staff come on to Centrelink um, as they're going they're recruiting to um, meet the new demand um, and they're sort of Issues are ironed out with um, 
the um, online app, things will become more streamlined. But um, there's no getting away from the fact that there is a huge increase in demand and um, Centrelink are doing the best that they can and people are going to need to be patient. Amy, we probably don't need the CEO to answer this question, but while we've got you, I had a friend who was trying to do the online registration and he's a sole trader and apparently, uh, I know that there are new provisions for them, but there there isn't really an option for him to click online. It was like, uh, uh, are you unemployed? Are you a parent? And other things, but he didn't actually have, and then there was a last one that said none of the above, but he was worried about clicking that because he thought, well, does that mean I just don't get anything? So which, yeah. what, would you, what option would you pick? Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a number of issues like that that still need to be ironed out. I know, for example, for casual workers who um, aren't technically unemployed, they've just been told that there's no shift for them, um, mm. that um, they're also having similar issues. Um, these are things that need, you know, to be ironed out and, and clarified. I think who's a sole trader... Um, Certainly, my understanding is that um, he would be eligible as long as um, his income has um, gone below um, the threshold for um, seeking access to the payment. Uh, uh, One question from Natalie out of Mount Cotton uh, for Amy McVeigh, the CEO of QCOS. Yes, Natalie, go ahead. Hi. um, I was just hearing you mention that you can go online or call for a CRN number. However, it's not the case. If you go to the website, it doesn't give you a direct number to call. It's not clear. And unfortunately, mm. when you do go through that process, it says to, to you to go into the office. So if you've never yeah. applied for Centrelink before, um, it seems to be sort of very unclear. Yeah, I, I've heard um, that as well. Um, we did... Let me just... Hello? Yeah, I, yeah sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. just checking I just, it, I think, yeah. Yeah, look, um, I, I, I have heard that that's an issue as well. I know that those sorts of issues are being um, ironed out today and um, that really um, what people need to do is register an intent to claim um, by calling and then um, the full application process, um, you know, the issues that, that the call is outlining are, are correct. Um, those issues mm. are being ironed out and... Um, I guess once um, once those issues are the, the the important part is that people will be back paid until the day that they registered their intent to claim. Well, hopefully they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like me. It's a lot of like we're just treating this like it's a previous. You know what we used to do. I and mean, this is a completely unprecedented thing. Like people, it's one thing to say be patient to people, but if people have no money, like it's like people now. But like, it's all have no so money. Like too. I heard, like, I heard stats. In the, I know, but I know. Yeah. But I, I, there's got to be something above and beyond. I heard something stat. I haven't heard the Australian stat. But the US stat is that half of America uh, can't live if they have a four hundred dollar differential. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. Four hundred dollar differential in their in their outgoings. In their outgoings. Yes. For wow, half yeah. of America drop, and I'd imagine so that Australia would be check to check. Li- yeah. You're living day to day, and there's there's Australians doing that, and they're now doing that. Through no fault of their own, that have been forced into this situation. I mean, it's just—it's one thing. To but I think the important thing is, that, and that, is that the primary message you want to get out there, Amy? Because there is so much fear around the fact that if you do apply, the payment will be backdated, and obviously, that's right. Obviously, yeah. there's, there's, you know, there is a lot of fear out there at the moment. Everywhere. It's, it's, a, it's a terrifying time yeah. for everyone. Mm. Um, it's not just about unemployment. I mean, 
the QCOS is the peak body for community organisations. We are, um, our members support vulnerable people in the community. So you can imagine the position of people with disability, women who are in um, violent relationships, homeless people, um, people who are already vulnerable yeah. um, now now um, in, in this sort of um, crisis situation, um, the pressure on services um, is going to increase. Um, but the, I guess the, the good thing, the good message I'd like to give you is that certainly the community sector that provide those very essential services will continue to deliver those services. Our sector is very committed to um, being there during times of crisis and um, our sector has done an amazing job of rallying together and working out how we will deliver services to vulnerable people. Um, and you're no doubt run off your feet at the moment, uh, Amy. We yeah, really thanks, thank Amy. you for your time this morning. Thanks heaps for joining us. The Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.